Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. That's greenlight.com ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, James Williams. Oh, hey, Joe Elvin. What are you doing on September 16th? Well, the London Podcast Festival is on, Joe, and they've only gone and invited Hey It's Okay along. Don't make us sit in a pod cupboard all alone, dear listeners. Come and see me and Joe and a fabulous celebrity guest putting the world to right. Get your tickets at kingsplace.co.uk. They're selling out fast. See you there. Hello, Glamour Gang, and thank you so much for joining me, Joe Elvin, Editor-in-Chief of Glamour, in the Glamour pod cupboard yet again. And this week, uh, my very esteemed special guests are our Entertainment Director, Helen Whitaker. That's a really nice introduction for me, because I thought you were, you were going to talk about our guest as being the very esteemed person. Well, imagine... It's actually me. Hello. Imagine <laughs> what an introduction. <laughs> this one. I mean, the thing is, this podcast, we tried to make it about half an hour, and that's going to just sort of like going through her accolades is going to be I think the title oh, yeah it's, that's going to take 25 minutes entrepreneur broadcaster parliamentarian peer OBE it's only Baroness Michelle Moan good morning Jewel good morning good guys. morning <laughs> thanks for being here oh it's a pleasure with it's your a, creaky it's a gorgeous back. um pod cupboard I was expecting something um, really sleazy, but this is gorgeous. <laughs> well, it's all the more gorgeous for having you in it, Michelle. Oh, I don't think so, but thanks anyway. Thanks for joining us today. How's it going? Yeah, everything's good. I've just launched a brand new business, Michelle Moan Interiors. Of course, you have. Yep. And, Do you just um, like launch businesses every week? That's my impression of you. I've got quite a few now. When yeah. I sold Ultimo, the final bit of Ultimo, it's 18 months ago. I thought I'm just going to retire on a beach and just so, lie there. So good, I don't have to feel guilty about wearing my M&S knickers today. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. should be Ultimo. Yeah, sorry, um, they're not today. I've sold Ultimo, so that's okay now. Yeah. Um, I've got M&S on too. Oh, man, they're just the <laughs> um, bog standard, aren't they? Yeah. So Me just too. Um, after I sold Ultimo, started um, Michelle Moan Interiors, uh, jewellery at QVC is now number one in the whole of QVC. Amazing. Um, I'm launching soon Connect to Michelle, which will mentor all the aspiring entrepreneurs out there so watch out for that connect to michelle and uh, lots of other things in dubai and projects going on in st bart's it's just crazy 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 you know when people talk about imposter syndrome when they feel inferior but they're not 
I think this is what's the reverse of that when, you when you're like hey oh I actually am <laughs> oh, not at all. Um, I've been working now for 30 years so I left school at 15 no qualifications and um, now I you know I'm a baroness in the house of lords and was brought up in a, a working class area so I think that all the kids out there um, you can do it too. Um, what do you think you need? What what what's the chip that people need to be entrepreneurial? Because I don't have it. Um, I'm sure you do. Running a very successful, probably the number one magazine in the country. I'm but it's, sure you but do, it's not Joel. my business. Do you know what I mean? I run I run the title for a family. You uh-huh. know, and, and I, I I don't know. I just I think I'm slightly too risk averse. To, to put my neck on the line with the business. I don't know. What Do you think that it's... How do you approach the risk of business? Well, I take risks every single day, but now I take calculated risks, so I wouldn't risk my fortune now. But when I was starting Ultimo, I had nothing to lose. I put my house up, I put everything up, three young kids, um, because you I really didn't have anything <laughs> for <laughs> <us>. <laughs> um, How much do you reckon we could get for the job lot? Because <laughs> so, I knew that yeah. my mum and dad had one spare room, so we could all fit in there. Um, but I think you've got to have the ingredients of determination, a can-do attitude. You've got to have that idea, and you should never, ever, ever give up. And um, risk-taking as well. And that's the main ingredients for being an entrepreneur. One thing I did find reassuring that I heard Duncan Bannantyne say once, you know, he's like an entrepreneur, he was on Dragon's Den for years, is that actually I always thought that to be an entrepreneur and to be successful at your own business, it had to be some amazingly original idea. But actually, you just kind of have to move on an idea, don't you? Which is slightly different, I think. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the bra was invented, but I invented the world's first gel fill bra, then the world's backless, frontless bra, lightest bra in the world. So it can be an idea that's already there, but you can make it a lot better. Yeah. And that's when you can get design registration, a patent, um, and just absolutely go for it. And I think people fear... Uh, Brexit, that is it a good time to start a business? Any time is a good time to start a business. Um, we can all sit here and make many, many excuses of why it's not the right time. Um, but that's why you'll never be successful. You've got to just go for it and um, just take the jump. Once you jump and you're in, that's it. it. You'll never jump back. I think it's homing in on what is the idea, though, going back to what you said about coming up with it and you, you know, you focused on the gel thing I think loads of people sit in the pub with their friends and kind of idly talk about things but I, it's may, knowing that that I mean for example my husband claims he invented tinder in his head years before tinder existed he was like I always thought it'd be great if there was a way to meet people but obviously he, did, he never did, did bugger all about it, it. Nothing, nothing about, yeah, about it, it. Yeah. Yeah. it's that kind of thing where people chat about stuff and how things would improve their lives but uh-huh. there's they don't have that spark that thinks I could make this into a business but also it's just really hard right it's really hard to get up every day and work for yourself and you know it's like when the buck stops with you when there are people relying on you making money so that they get a salary that's it's really hard yeah yeah absolutely it is really hard but I mean I love my work so much that I don't think it's work I wake up in the morning, even this morning when I put my back out, I would never cancel you. And can I I just say as well, in the pod cupboard, we do make people stand. And Michelle has not only done her back out, she's got her heels on and she's standing for us. So really, we're not worthy. I had to walk into this glamorous office. I couldn't (laughs) walk in with my flats on. Um, But, you know, I'll go on and I'll do my board meeting and I never, ever cancel anything because of illness. 
um, something may come up and I have to fly somewhere at the last minute um, and things happen, but I'll never cancel anything. I've never had a day sick in my life. Not to be stereotypical, but I think that's the Scottish in you, isn't it? Oh, I just think that the Scots I know are all <laughs> so sort of like hardy, sturdy, take no nonsense. Yeah. Well, absolutely. It's just because I love doing what I do and I never want to give it up. And, you know, I'm, I'm now helping my partner as well. He started um, the Barrowman Foundation which is to help kids um, that don't have any hope. And because he was from a working class area in Glasgow, three miles apart, and he's now grown into, well, 55 businesses. And I'm the same. It's like you never really in the business world, I suppose, um, some of the pop stars, um, I don't know, Justin Timberlake meeting another pop star and them getting together. It never really happens in the business world. But the two of us... I've got together, fallen in love, and I'm helping him with his Barrowman Foundation. So you're like well. Rihanna. Oh, Rihanna. I'm Rihanna. And yes. your partner is, I don't know, Drake, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Who's Rihanna going up with now? I can't keep track. Um, <laughs> some billionaire guy. Yeah. Some yeah. billionaire guy. That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. It never, ever, ever happens in the business world. You know, a female entrepreneur never gets together with a um, male entrepreneur. Well, they probably do, but well-known you're blaze, blazing a trail again i know there you go now tell me i i just i'm just fascinated with this i think probably because i'm from australia and it's a whole world that i just know nothing of what's it like is there much difference between pre and post baroness life <laughs> yes i mean congratulations Thank that's you. quite an honor and you know i just it's fascinating we've never had a, a titled person in the pod cupboard no, before, so I'm oh. feeling a bit embarrassed on behalf of the pod cupboard. Sorry, oh, but not at all. Well, I think I'm the youngest uh, Baroness. Um, and what the only thing I would say that's different is that my wardrobe has changed. So, um, you know, my first day at the House of Lords after my induction, I sort of wore a dress above the knee, showing a bit of cleavage and sleeveless. And I was quickly told, no, no, no. Really? <laughs> That's not how you dress. No boob tubes in the House of Lords, yeah, everyone. So, so, so I was thinking that, you know, maybe we could shake this up, you know. Let's, let's shake up the House of Lords. <laughs> yes. Bring a bit of, you know, we're bringing sexy back. Well, or, or I, we're introducing. I try my best. Yeah. I try my best every day. But I would say that I learn every day um, about energy, um, policing, lots of different things. And I would say that I did have that fear factor I said to former Prime Minister David Cameron, I can't do this. He said, did you just say you can't? You told me you never say you can't. I says, I know. He said, you'll be, fi you'll be absolutely fine. And I'm there for life. Um, so I was really out of my comfort zone. And I think as human beings, we all need to push out of our comfort zone because that's the only way you grow and the only way you learn. And now I'm very comfortable. I'm 18 years, uh, 18 months I've got under my belt and I'm starting to contribute a lot as well and I do love it um, but I'm in there to fight for you know women's rights uh, entrepreneurship startup businesses um, just all the women's issues children issues inspiring kids so that's my main um, goals in the House of Lords. I'm just enjoying the irony of David Cameron telling you not to give up after, um, but hey, I think from there we'll just move on. <laughs> yes. Is it okay, Michelle and Helen, to have a work uniform? 
Which is very interesting considering what you were just saying, because certainly the House of Lords seems like they would very much like you to have yes. a work uniform. Well, I think it depends on what you're doing. Um, you know, if you're working in a, a solicitor's office, you can't really turn up with training shoes on and, you know, short skirts and everything else. So I think it really depends on the job that you're doing. Um, for me, I tend to have for the House of Lords now a very set way on how I dress as we just discussed um, but in business I was always um, encouraging women to be themselves and to feel sexy so for a board meeting I would get a, a blow dry like I have this morning God I really wonder I what you were going to say then. On. <laughs> I, I, I'm not too I wasn't too frightened to show my cleavage because I was in that business as well um, but I really do believe that it depends on the job that you're that you're at. Um, I was in an office in Dubai a few weeks ago, and there was a girl in the office, and it was so inappropriate. Um, you know, she had showing her cleavage. The, the dress was up. You could see the tip of her in bottom. In Dubai. In Dubai, which is you cannot do that in a country like that. You've got to show respect. But even. In a country, even if it wasn't Dubai, in London, yeah. it would not be respectful. I suppose where I'm coming from this, this though, as well, is um, I actually did a feature for the Daily Mail last year. Mark Zuckerberg, when he had, I think he had a few weeks paternity leave and he put a joke picture on Instagram of a, a, a row of grey sweatshirts and a row of black jeans and said, oh, just working out what to wear for my first day back at work tomorrow. And I jokingly said, oh, I could learn a lot from this. And the Daily Mail asked me, would you wear the same thing every day? to the fashion shows and see what that's like. And it, it is interesting. It, it, I have to admit, I love getting dressed and I really love working out what to wear in the mornings. But it did give me an awful lot of time back, just yeah. like knowing exactly what I was wearing, eliminating that decision, eliminating the screaming and shouting when the thing you wanted to wear actually mm -hmm. isn't washed or needs an iron or you can't find it. Or, you know, and so... I don't know. I I think I'd kind of go insane if I wore the same thing every day. Yeah. But there does seem to be a very strong argument for it from some of our most successful world leaders who mm -hmm. who have employed a uniform. I always just wonder as well if I mean obviously if you work somewhere where you kind of have to wear a suit and a tie or a skirt suit or whatever the uniform policy is. But I just wonder people who choose to uni work, work uniform. How do you know who you are that well? Because I don't know who I am in clothes, so I kind of flip from one thing oh, to I another. Oh, I know who you are. Oh, oh. Little Miss 90s vibe rock chick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, maybe I do. But yeah, yeah, I guess. But then I would have to wear the same pair of leather trousers every day, like Slash. Yeah, But that you know, it's, cool. it's really strange because if I don't feel um, sexy, confident, um, you know, I feel good with what I'm wearing to a business meeting or to go and get some deals, I will not perform. Mm. So I think, I think I'm the what same. you wear yeah. gives you that confidence. And it also, I mean, I've sold the, the bra company now, but it's also right down to underneath your clothing as well. You know, if, you're, if you feel your boobs are sagging or they're popping out, you know, I feel as well, I start from feeling really comfortable and look at this, it's bang on the right size and the right shape for this top. Um, so th if I go out with the wrong pair of, you know, pants on and brow on, then I really don't feel 
my best. Some of us don't have to worry about our boobs popping out. No, it's never ever going to happen. I said this morning, though, as soon as I knew I was doing a podcast with you, my first thought was better wear a good bra. Oh, well, (laughs) you know, I go up from a double D to an E, so I try and keep them in all Mm. the time. Just stop talking about it, all right? It's like, <laughs> it's really listen, you haven't seen the size of my behind as well. That's please. The, that is the real Kim Kardashian. No, there's none of that talk on the Glamour <laughs> podcast. None of that. None of that abusive self-talk. People say to me, "Oh, but you work in fashion. You know, of course you have to wear something different every day." But some of the most respected women in fashion do have a uniform. Grace yeah. Coddington. I've never seen her in anything but black trousers and a white shirt, front row. There, there does seem to be. There is something powerful yeah. about taking away that, I don't know, but I'm, I, I'm just too fickle and get too bored with the look of myself to be able to yeah. do and a who's uniform. who's the lady in fashion? Um, oh my goodness, that is so bad. She wears the sunglasses all the time. Anna Wintour. Anna Wintour, yeah. yeah. Well, she's kind of got a uniform. Yeah. She, lo- she likes a form-fitting midi dress and a pair of Manolos, but she's got probably the world's biggest selection of beautiful floral form-fitting uh-huh. midi dresses has anyone seen her with her glasses off oh yeah you have yeah she came in for a meeting at the office once many beautiful many years eyes. ago yeah i think uh, to be honest i think i and i've reached that age now where i need prescription sunglasses so i think that she, i've realized that i sit on the tube in my sunglasses because i can't be bothered to change to my reading glasses and think oh well uh-huh. so i kind of think that that's where anna wintour's coming from ryan reynolds here from mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST. Speaking of, of all things sort of like dark and mysterious, Michelle Moan, this is one of the topics you picked. Is it okay to be a dark horse? Now, I clearly, I don't even, re- I don't think I am a dark horse. So I'm ceding the floor to you on this one. What do we even mean? I think there's a time and a place for being a dark horse. Um, sometimes I'm a dark horse where I'll just sit back and I'll observe and I'll let everyone speak and I'll just, you know, get all my ducks in a row and then I'll strike um, when they don't know I'm going to strike. See, I think that's how you succeed in business because yes. I'm not a dark horse. That's the I'm, thing, I never shut up, as you can tell. I'm so. like an overexcited I'm puppy. If uh, I had to. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the same most days, but if there's a business deal, then I behave 
in a completely different way. I never ever show my my hand, and um, and they don't know which way I'm going to go. Yeah, but see, now that all those business people who avidly download the podcast, now they're going to know your business strategy. Oh, but they won't You've know because it. They, they won't know my behaviour. I change all the time. I thought a dark horse is someone you've underestimated yeah yeah that's what I mean but I mean I would never I mean maybe when you first started out people might underestimate you but now if you walked into a room I'd be thinking I need to bring my a-game Michelle Baroness it's Lone, Baroness it? Lady OBE <laughs> oh, no. I'll get extraordinaire my oh, no. yeah it's gonna happen to me um yeah I would assume that I would need to bring my a-game to impress you to you know negotiate with you so I would I mean I guess if you say you change your behaviour all the time, then you still can be a dark horse. But I, I would assume now you are like the... I'm trying to think of a horse analogy. Uh, it, is it a, a negotiation thing? Is it a, like a negotiation strategy? Where I, I went to this seminar once years ago with this guy. His name was Herb Cohen. He had some one of those you know amazing self-help books. And he was like, the art of negotiation is to care, but not care that much. And, uh, and to me, that's like a dark horse strategy to sort of like be a bit like, oh, well, you know, yeah, I could make this deal or I could mo- not make this deal. Yeah. And then uh, and then it, it, uh, if you're sort of like acting desperate, that's not very dark horse way. So that's kind of, I don't know, maybe I'm not making sense, but that's kind of my interpretation of it. And I suppose it's yeah. when you go from, you know, being in the, the brand industry for 20 years and then going into the t- construction industry where it's predominantly lots of men. Mm. Um, and they just think, oh, she only knows about bras. So you just sit back and you just listen and, and learn and and then you show them that you actually do know what you're talking about when it comes to renders and architects and design yeah. and do you still and technical. I was going to say, do you still come up, do they think you're going to be like Reese Witherspoon in Legally Blonde? Because <laughs> you, you know about bras and women's things, but actually you're a lot smarter than they're giving you credit for. I do get that all the time. I can't actually, um, I'm actually staggered by that with somebody with your track record is, I mean, imagine what it's like for somebody trying to start a business, going to a, to get a bank loan. If you're still coming up against that kind of everyday sexism. I think it's when you go into other industries and you go into other countries, um, like the Middle East or the Far East. And, um, you know, you're not, you you're not in the bra industry, you're going into all these different industries. I think that's where you face it. But for me, I, I don't get stressed anymore. Um, my partner, um, Doug Barriman, taught me to only think about things that really stress you out for 15 minutes and then put them in a box and think about them another day. Now, this is so, interesting. How do we do that? Yes, I've always yeah, wondered that. that. Yeah. Well, he's, you, maybe you should have him on your Would podcast. love it, yeah. Um, but he has taught me a lot. And I, I don't look up to anyone really apart from my mum and dad. But I seriously look up to him because he's taught me so much. And I thought I, kinda, I knew it all. But See, I learn every day through him. I think that that, you know, we don't like to gender stereotype. But I do feel that compartmentalising is, is a skill that men are better at. Mm-hmm. I think men are better at going, right, I'm just not going to think about that for the rest of the day or the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas I don't think women can do that as women well. Women are more emotional. Yeah. I, I, I would say. And I do. I go on it as, and I say, how can you not think about that anymore? Yeah. This is because I've parked it, Michelle. It's now had 15 and a half minutes. Now stop. <laughs> wow. I go, okay. All right. <laughs> I mean, that's ninja skills, isn't it? That's You know, I, I'm now, after Ultimo, I'm now touring 
around the world. I've been touring with a guy called Tony Robbins. Oh, yeah. So um, Unleash the Giant Within. N- yes, yeah. absolutely. So I love doing these speaking events. Sometimes there's four or 5,000 people in the room and I mentor people as well. Um, and I love that because I love hearing um, about all the different careers and and everything that upsets them. But to be honest with you, it's the same. Um, I think stress is is relative. You know, what you might be stressed out about, I might think, oh, that's, you know, nothing. And what I'm stressed out about, you might think, oh, my God, I would jump over a bridge. Um, but I think it's just nice um, hearing everyone and helping everyone. And, and that's what I love I love doing now is is trying to teach people that you can make it. It doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter what education you manage to get. It doesn't matter, you know, if you're from money or not from money. If you want to do something, we only live once, we can do it if you mm. put your mind to it. So I think that's one of the, the things that I enjoy most now is is giving people that hope and determination. Is it okay, Helen and Michelle, to have no plan B? Um, absolutely not. Wow, um, I was not you, expecting that from you. Uh, yeah, you you need um, it's you need plan B, and I have a plan C, a plan D, and all the way up as well, because I think if you think the worst in everything, and in business, you can protect it. So I have a risk strategy uh, for each project, and I write down all the risks, everything that could happen. Will he steal my money? Will she run off? Will she do this? Will he do that? And I make sure I cover absolutely everything. Um, So that's first and foremost. And then I have a plan B and a plan C. Because in life, you can't protect everything. You're not in control of everything. You're reliant on so many different people and so many suppliers that you have to protect that business. So that's why it's a must to have all these different plans. What do you say, what do you say to some people? And I, I suppose I'm thinking we interview a lot of actors and singers and performers and people in entertainment. I think that there's a a lot of those people feel like if they'd had a plan B, they wouldn't have been motivated. Yeah, to make plan A work. Yeah, well, I am exceptionally motivated, but I'm also a realist as well. Yeah, and the amount of time that you get let down by people it happens day in day out and it used to stress me out every single day why is he doing this why is she doing that now it's just oh well that's the way they are right move on move them aside I'm going this way now Um, so that road you know I might be going there but I have to go in so many different directions to get there. It's funny, actually. It's one of the hardest lessons I've had to learn and one of the things that's been the most de-stressing thing to get my head around is that the only thing that stays the same is that things change. Mm. And I think that I used to be... I used to really... If somebody I really valued at work used to resign or something, I'd be like, uh-huh. what am I going to do? And I, and I still might have that 30 seconds, but you have to expect that everybody's going to do their own thing. You can't control what everybody else is going to do with their life. And it, it was like learning to think that way yeah, and to just roll with it has, has helped me an enormous amount. And change is good. Change is courage. Um, and, you know, I, I used to, when I started Ultimo, my goodness, 21 years ago, I started off in my bedroom with a cot and now it's part of 63,000 people. 
Um, but as I was growing the company and then opening up in China, factories, Hong Kong, all over the world launching, I started to micromanage people. And that is so bad for business, micromanaging and trying to let go. So that's another thing as well. And I used to drive people mad. Um, and probably yourself is exhausting. Yeah, it, it was exhausting. But I think you need to have an element of trust there. And although, you know, I've had so many people who have ripped me off, unfortunately, um, when the distributor in Canada ran off with £1.4 million pounds of my oh money God. and all the stock of Ultimo from Saks Fifth Avenue and Bloomingdale's and Neiman Marcus, the business was about to fold. But I just dug my heels in and I kept going. And people say to me, what do you regret in life? And do you regret that that happened? And I said, no, it was the biggest lesson ever. Mm. It was the best £1.4 million pounds I've ever lost because I am who I am today and what I've learned um, and now that will never ever happen again but I think people forget with those situations as well as yes it's a business deal and it's a huge problem financially but it it is an emotional blow that sort of betrayal isn't it Mm. it's horrendous do you think especially sort of these days people don't necessarily think in terms of plan A and plan B because people have like multi-portfolio careers so actually plan they might actually think I want to do plan B and plan A. So it's not one or the other. So it's, it kind of follows that you would have plan A, plan B, plan C, plan D. Yeah. As opposed to that's something I'll do if the thing I really want to do doesn't work out. Well, the way I have it is I run my life and I even run my kid's life on a CTP. I know that sounds really harsh, but a CTP is a critical time path. So I input, I've developed my own CTP. So I input, put all my tasks and... Um, you know, and I developed that through Ultimo because in a bra you could get 28, 30 components and all these 28, 30 suppliers have to come in at the same time to start the production line or you don't have a bra. Um, so I'm used to multitasking many, many things. So if plan A doesn't work and something gets put out in plan A, maybe two, two tasks, then plan B will start to creep in mm-hmm. and then it'll take over. So... I run my life and even my kids' life. You know, I used to say, right, your your pine hangers, you've got a walnut wardrobe. Why have you got a pine hanger in your <laughs> hanger in your wardrobe? And I used to mark them and give them KPIs, key performance indicators. Wow. Everything else. But, I mean, you know, now I think they're rebelling because I, I walk into some of their bedrooms now and it's like you can't even see the carpet. It's so bad, so it didn't pay off. It takes you like six six weeks to get to looking at the hangers. That's it. I don't even bother now. I just close the door and I just like go to St. Bart's or somewhere and enjoy myself. I can't believe that you're 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 harsh about your your kids' hangers and yet you haven't you, you haven't raised one judgmental eyebrow about the absolute tip that's no, like tell you something. The only thing that bugs me about this room is. Is that, but I realise why you've got that because that's where you do your. If that's shoots. the only thing, Michelle. But you know those hangers, they're all like not. They're properly, not the same ones. Not grouped together. Yeah, so I would get. I would get I'm rid sorry. Of the I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna improve my KPI and, and, and get um, the hangers sorted out. Far too many boxes here, but I you're right. You're so that. right, Michelle. Yeah, I would tidy it up a little bit, but it's a yeah. lovely room. I mean, it's really nice, but it could do with 
getting organised a little bit. Man, Joe, yeah. we're both wearing flats. I know, well. we're both wearing <laughs> flats. <laughs> we're in a messy office. Joe, I could come and but look at your wardrobes and your knicker drawer and everything if you want. Yeah, organize it. that sounds like a hoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like, you know, I, I mean, uh, that, that sounds like the worst report card ever coming my way. But hey, let's do it. Put all your bras <laughs> together, all your day bras, your balcony, your... I think you'd be very impressed with my bra drawer. I oh. really, I, I, I cherish my bras i did a whole thing on this morning about how to look after your bras i know okay although i'm not wearing one today <gasps> not with this dress i can't yeah. do that you see i would knock people out honestly in my you know what well, i don't want to say that because i am a baroness and i'll get into trouble but i could not ever not wear a bra well this is a dress i bought this dress and my friend said to me see you can wear things like that because you're so flat chested which is the <laughs> biggest backhanded compliment i've ever heard you could wear a strapless bra with that oh i can't be bothered you can't be bothered no. oh, it all, letting it hang out i'm sure your husband loves it <laughs> no, i don't know well that's that's to be decided thank you very much to my guests today Helen Whitaker and Baroness Michelle Moan and I just want to end by saying it is definitely okay pod gang as it says in September Glamour this month to avoid interaction with strangers at all costs but introduce yourself to every dog you walk past that's a policy we can all get behind imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com <laughs>